0: welcome to the Boost Your Metabolism After Age 30 podcast. I'm Joe, And I'm Allison. And we're your co-hosts and the founders of Couture Fitness and Lifestyle Coaching. We're on a quest to help women design lives they love and bodies they adore. We were fed up with the dieting industry and decided to create something different. We're starting a calories up revolution where women are nourished, their metabolisms are healed and their bodies and brains start working for them in the battle against weight loss. If you feel like your metabolism is wrecked and you want to lose weight once and for all, you are in the right place. Welcome, everyone. You've got just me, Allison, here today, but I do have a very special guest on with me who I will introduce in just a minute. She is a bodybuilder. She is, Rebecca, how old are you again? Are you over 70?
1: Yes, I am 72 years old, 73 to Cinco de Mayo
0: awesome. And so one of the messages that we really, really like to promote to our clients and just to anyone who's, who's following us or listening to this podcast is that you're never too old and it's never too late. You know, if you are 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or even 80, and you have never really been in great shape, you've never trained before. We really want you to know that you can get started at, at any age and you really can be in amazing shape at any age. And so we're. Rebecca- is going to talk a little bit more in detail about, you know, her background and and her training and how she stays in absolutely amazing shape past the age of 70. Um, But first, I want to talk just a little bit about how I discovered Rebecca. So back in 2015, I competed in a bodybuilding competition. And Rebecca was also there. And she was the only one in the 60 plus category. And I remember being backstage with my friends, and we were all just in awe of her saying, we want that to be us one day. What an inspiration. And so I started following her on Instagram and I've followed her ever since then. I'm sure she didn't know who I was, <laughs> but I <laughs> I certainly loved following you, Rebecca. And so when we started this podcast, you were actually one of the first people that I thought of to come on and just kind of tell your story. So Rebecca, why don't you just start out? Tell us a little bit about yourself and then maybe talk about how you got into fitness.
1: I believe I got into fitness after my third child. I gained quite a bit of weight and And I was 32 years old and I couldn't seem to get rid of it. Even though I was active with coaching my kids in softball and volleyball, I still couldn't get a grip on it. One day I decided to go to the gym and see what there was there. And I was at this gym with a lot of men at the time. It was an old gym in Independence, Missouri, that was a gas station turned into a gym it looked like a place from rocky uh, the mirrors were broken the machinery was not real good but I was in there lifting weights along with men and one day one of them approached me and said do I try power lifting and I started power lifting and that's what changed my body lifting power lifting and At the same time, I came up with, unfortunately, a debilitating disease called rheumatoid arthritis. Basically, my doctor told me I would prefer you just to plant flowers rather than lift weights. (laughs) And he said, uh, lifting weights only irritates your joints more. We have to get you stabilized. You're going to have to take some medication. Well, to make a long story short, it took me a while to get stabilized, but I am on a drug called Humira. It's kept me in remission for several years. I very soon take anything but an anti-inflammatory. And every once in a while, I get a flare up and I'll unfortunately have to take prednisone. But I noticed that as long as I'm moving, I actually feel better. And the doctors told me over and repeatedly over and over again. I think this is going to change your joint. Your hands can be crippled. Well, my hands are fine and I uh, do have some joint issues, a little swollen here and there, and they are slightly formed. Unfortunately, that goes with, with the disease. No one really notices it unless I put it out to them. The doctor is an amazing he said I don't tell my people to stay stagnated anymore. I tell them if they can move, doesn't have to be something like what I do, but if they can do yoga, if they can do some kind of jazz dancing or some kind of stretching or just on a treadmill, go for walks, but to keep mobilized, you're better off with that movement. Plus, the muscles around my joints have gotten very strong and they hold up. They hold me up quite well.
0: That is great. I was actually going to say that, not that I'm a doctor, but I was going to say just strengthening all of those muscles around your joints, I'm sure has helped with, with stability at least of, of those joints and has helped to support them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is amazing. My dad actually has rheumatoid arthritis and takes Humira as well, but that oh. is a really story. And hopefully, Hopefully if anybody listening also has rheumatoid arthritis, they can see that, you know, this staying active is only going to, to help them.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in that. And do I have good days, bad days? Absolutely. I make the most out of my good days and I still try to be mentally strong on bad days, do something. And that's the key is to keep moving. And for me, I have to keep moving. And if I don't, I become stiff like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. I mean, I I cannot, it's just like I'm stiff. And I feel every bit of 72, but when I'm moving, I get to the gym and I lift the weights, I actually feel younger. That's amazing. Okay. So that's kind of how you got started.
0: Tell me when did you do your first bodybuilding competition?
1: (laughs) Okay. So I actually powerlifting before I got into a bodybuilding show. I was pretty strong pound for pound, even though these women would come in on these powerlifting meets and they weigh about 180, 170. And here I go, I weigh in at about 105, 112. It just depends on the day. But for pound, I could outweigh them, so lift them. I mean, because that's what you, you go in and you weigh in, and it depends on how many pounds you can lift past weight. I used to always walk with the trophy. The guys at the gym told me to try a bodybuilding show, and I went to go watch, and I got hooked. And I decided, I think I can do that with my dance background as a girl. Posing be super easy for me. And I have so many Best Poser trophies, not to mention trophies that I've won. I think I have 30-something trophies. I haven't sat down and counted them, all, but I did okay. <laughs> that is awesome. And so you said you were 72. Are you still competing in bodybuilding? As so, a so matter of fact, I have to make up my mind which contest I want to do this year. I let my coach know if I'm going to do one in July or wait until September. But I am training now for it, and I am semi-on what I call a diet, trying to eat quite a bit of food to keep my body full, but in, clean, in other words, so I'm never hungry. I am sometimes can't completely eat everything on my plate that I'm supposed to eat, but I have a coach that I believe that everyone should have a coach if you decide to compete. have a, this accountability. I went without a coach for years, and this uh, gentleman by the name of Jason May reached out to me, and he wanted to coach me. I have someone to be accountable to, which I've never had in my life. I've always got myself on stage on my own, and I believe now we all need accountability. I help. So many other people, I could never figure out why I didn't reach out to a coach, but he reached out to me, and he's been a blessing.
0: Yeah, you know that's so true. I I do believe the accountability is so important, and especially in bodybuilding, just having an outside eye who can maybe see things about your you know physique that you might want to to build up or ch- or tweak just a little bit that you might not notice yourself. So I completely agree with that,
1: especially in this sport. Absolutely, I am a judge and an NANBF judge. I did judge NPC shows for about 10 years early in my career. There was only NPC. Now there's so many different federations. I judge a, a federation that I guess tests for drug use natural contests. So I've been doing that for quite a few years training and I do a lot of posing classes and choreograph routines for men and women as well. That's awesome. I want to talk a little bit more about your training.
0: Can you walk through, you know, a typical week, what your workout plan looks like?
1: Sure. Absolutely. I'm going to do legs. That's no issue. I sometimes do not to wrap my knees or, or anything like that. I am my legs, my ankles, my joints from the waist down are pretty strong. So I have no issues there, but when I'm Working with my upper body, this might be a little hard for me to explain, but I actually use bowling gloves that have a rod in the front and underneath the palm, and it keeps my wrists stable. In other words, I have a hard time moving forward or downward. It keeps it straight, and I've learned to lift weights with that support around my wrist, and I'm surprised I can lift the amount of weight I can lift because the bowling straps actually help keep me mobilized and strong and supportive around my wrist. That is interesting. So first time I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people will see me on Facebook and ask me, what kind of gloves are you wearing? Uh, I try to explain what it is, it's actual bowling gloves. <laughs> and they have this, this piece, this rod in, in between it. I wrap it around it, and it keeps it, keeps it stiff and gives me a lot of support. Interesting. So how many days a week do you typically lift weights? I lift five days a week. I usually am what I call a cycle of two days on, one day off, three days on the other day off. So it gives me that good space of resting my body. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's perfect. And would you say you focus your
1: workouts around lifting or cardio? Uh, Actually lifting. I do only 15 minutes of cardio. And I might go up to 18 minutes on days that I am very close to contest. So my body fat is actually fairly low. So I don't have to really kill myself on treadmill or Stairmaster for contests.
0: Yeah, that's great. And that's another message that we really, really like to get across is that exercise for health and and for changing your physique should definitely be centered around the lifting, the heavy lifting, and cardio should just be used, like you said, as a tool when it's needed. And you mentioned how you kind of add in a little bit more cardio just as you get closer to your contest. So that's great. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's jump to the nutrition piece. So you were talking earlier how, you know, you eat a lot of food and you're (laughs) never hungry. Do you do more of like a meal plan style or do you prefer to track your macros? How do you like to do your nutrition?
1: Yes. I do a meal plan style. It does consist of a lot of protein. I'll just give you an example. This, just give you my breakfast example. I will have a muffin and I'll have a couple of eggs. And along with the couple of eggs, I have about four ounces of white chicken breast and two links of turkey sausage. I allow myself preserved, not jelly, but preserve out a couple of tablespoons. It gives me it you know, feels like I'm eating some something very sweet. And that right there is my breakfast. There's days I can eat every bit of it off my plate. Then there's days I'm moving it around like a child. And I have to just put it away and come back in another 40 minutes or so and finish it off. I do try to consume The meals that I'm supposed to consume on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a that's a good size breakfast. I agree, and it's
0: honestly it sounds great. It's got a good mix of protein, carbs, and fats, and I'm sure it definitely keeps you full. You touched on a point, another point that I want to make that it's getting enough protein is so so important for so many reasons. Definitely for preserving or building muscle, and it actually becomes even more important the older we get. I would say if I would change one thing about somebody's nutrition as they get older, I would skew them to eat even probably a little bit more protein than somebody who was say, you know, 20, 25 years old. So absolutely. Like, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. It sounds
1: like you definitely
0: center your meals around protein
1: and the good fats. I, I like to have peanut butter that has no palm oil in it. Palm oil, it's really a good receptor for the bottle. I find Uh, peanut butter with no palm oil. And the other thing I like is avocados. It's good fat. And I do eat, I love sand. So it's another good fat that I eat. I love
0: all of those things too. Yes, those are all delicious. (laughs) And it also sounds like you are focusing on what I call real food, like single ingredient, whole foods, things that aren't made somewhere in a lab, just pure, you know, protein, exactly right. protein, vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep, that is great. Okay, so what do you feel are some of the biggest benefits of lifting
1: past the age of 40, 50, 60, 70? I think it's, my blood pressure is extremely low. And my heart rate is good. I get nothing but kudos. For my doctor, I mean, even uh, one of the things he does, and I'm sure he might do this to uh, your dad, who has unfortunately rheumatoid arthritis, he will put a hand out four or five fingers there and he wants me to squeeze. And he says my strength and my hands are very strong in comparison to even when that are healthy. He said you got a real good grip, which tells a whole lot. He says I see he says I see train wrecks every day because it's always a good fresh breeze to see you come walking in and you have no issues. Yeah, yeah. Not say that, but right now I'm pretty lucky. That is great.
0: One comment that we hear a lot from women, especially, but men too, that after a certain age they feel like their metabolism has just slowed down and they can't keep weight off anymore. Do you feel like because of all of the lifting that you do, that you still have a good
1: metabolism after the age of 70? absolutely i do have a good metabolism i truly believe it has to do with my lifting my cardio i mean 15 minutes doesn't sound like a lot but as you move along you can make it as difficult as you want or just walk a walk in the park and i believe the food that i actually it burns the fat i believe the protein and watching your carbs the amount of carbs you eat and all the good fats keep me very energetic. It's good for your skin too. I mean, it, it really helps everything. And of course, I drink a lot of water. I know that you're drinking water and that's a definite plus. You hydrate the body, hydrate the skin. It hydrates everything. And it's good for you. And it gives you that full feeling too. You're not hungry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just don't feel right if I don't start my day out with at least like eight ounces, sometimes more of water. It's just, truly it. And it shows,
1: it shows a complexion. I mean, you've got beautiful skin and that's kind of what it was about. It just hydrates everything. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we have so many women who come to us who are eating, I mean, what I consider a starvation diet, Um, they're, and then they're one and they're not lifting weights, but they wonder why their metabolism is so slow. And we have to retrain them, their brains to say, Hey, it's not the goal is should not be to eat as little as possible. The goal should be properly fuel your body, lift weights, keep some healthy muscle on your body. And that's how you will keep your metabolism healthy. And you are such a great example of that. You are 72 and you have a rocket metabolism before the end of the show. I want you to tell everybody your Instagram handle so they can go check you out <laughs> because I think they will. Oh, be- yeah. <laughs> very, very <good> best. <laughs> on that note, I guess let's just end with what advice do you have women who are 40 or 50 or 60 or
1: 70 and think that it's too late for them to get in shape? What would you tell them? The same words that you've been using. It's never too late to start seriously. I'm working with a woman right now. This is her uh, second year with me and she had never lifted weights and it's taken her a long time to lose 50 pounds, but she has lost 50 pounds. She feels good enough. She possibly might want to do a contest this year. She feels really good. And all she's doing is just basically eating what I'm eating and she has lost quite a bit of weight with little effort for her and she said until it become a habit was to get the gym five days a week but she goes now I can't do without it it's it becomes addictive and eating becomes addictive and the other thing that I just thought about was refeed meals I don't call it a cheat meal, but I do have a refeed meal every week, sometimes two a week. Uh, I basically will eat some cheat or I have a couple of fish tacos or I can have a, a couple of slices of pizza and a salad. It's a refeed meal along with the rest of the meals that I eat. It's an additional meal to whatever I'm eating. And I actually sometimes lose weight that day. next day I wake up and I'm like one pound, two pounds smaller than I was the day before. And I don't know what it is about a refeed meal, but it has done that to me for the past three years. If I eat an extra meal, instead of my five meals, I'll eat a sixth meal. And then the next day I'd seem to be dropped and I can't figure that out. Do you <laughs> I, have any idea yeah, why? I think it's, our, it's a sign that your body just needed more, more fuel. And it's finally saying, okay, you, you gave me what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then that's what it is. I was just popped into my head about feed meals. A lot of people call them cheat meals. I don't like to say it's a cheat meal. I like to say it's a refeed meal. Great. Yeah. And I, you know, I do it a little differently. I kind of build, I keep
0: my calories pretty high, pretty much all of the time. I'm not really competing right now. I'm mostly just at maintenance, but uh, my calories are so high. I don't even, at this point, I don't even use the refeed meals, but I have used those before when I've been training for competitions as well. Very good. They're a great, oh,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, this was amazing. And like I mentioned, um, I want you to share your Instagram handle. Do you want to share it or do you want me to? Yeah, you can share it. Please right. do. Yeah, it is Rebecca R. Woody. Do I have that right? I'm going to double check. That's out. right. Rebecca mm-hmm. R. Woody. And you can check out what amazing shape Rebecca is in at age 72. I remember seeing a video of you not too long ago training some pull-ups. And I thought that was so amazing. <laughs> pull-ups are absolutely my favorite exercise both to do and to program for my clients, whether they are assisted pull-ups or or unassisted exactly.
1: pull-ups. Exactly. They're so good. Yes, you keep <laughs> you keep pushing them on those. Those are that's amazing.
0: Yeah. So that go go scroll through her feed. If you start following her and check out Rebecca doing her pull-ups and just check, check her out. She looks absolutely amazing and is a true inspiration. I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so, so much for being here, Rebecca. Do you have anything else you want to add before we end?
1: No, just keep moving. That's all I I think everyone should do is just keep it moving. Don't, don't be stagnated. I completely agree. Yep. So, so important. Keep moving. (laughs) So nice
0: to talk to you, Joe. I appreciate it. It was so, So nice to talk to you and we're going to wrap it up here. That's all we've got for you guys today. Thank you for listening. That's what we've got for you today about how you can invest in your metabolism and start losing weight by eating more and exercising less. Trust us. You aren't too old and it's never too late. If you want to learn more about this topic, head over to our Facebook group, Boost Your Metabolism After Age 30. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Couture Fitness Coaching. And if you want to work with us, join us for our next 12 week session.